Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. Today, we are chatting everything about big kid sleep. I am going to walk you through what our current bedtime routine is for our girls. This sparked a lot of conversation, especially about, wait, you don't have to bathe them anymore? When does that happen? So a few weeks ago, we were gathered together with the entire Little Z's sleep team. There are eight of us here at Little Z's who serve you, our Little Z's families and inside our courses and email and Facebook group and all the things. And I have the oldest kids of the bunch. And so I was just mentioning something about how, yeah, bedtime routine, like they do it themselves. And they were like, what? (laughs) Tell me more. So that's what this podcast is spurred on from. And I asked y'all on Instagram, like, hey, what questions do you have about big kid sleep? Because it's different, very different than toddler sleep. So we're going to go through those questions. But before I do that, I want to remind you, if you don't know anything about my story, you could head back all the way to the beginning of this podcast, although that's like kind of highly embarrassing for me because that was the beginning in 2018 of this podcast. I've been a sleep consultant since 2015 when Ellie was just six months old is when I went to my certification and training and life has changed a lot. Bedtime routine obviously changes a lot from the time you have a six month old to a six year old. So I've seen it all. Um, and we equip our families inside, especially our preschool program. We equip you with a lot of the, like, what if this, what if that happens? So if you do have a child who is between the ages of three to five years old, but realistically we have children all the way up till 10 years old using our preschool program. This is the big kid solution, right? This is that answer to like, what do I do when they say they're scared of the dark? Like, what do I do? Because they're coming into my room and I don't even hear them at night. I literally cover that inside that program. What to do if your kid comes into your room and you don't even hear them, that you just wake up in the morning and boom, there they are. So if your preschooler slash, um, elementary age child is not sleeping through the night. That is your program. Head to littlezsleep.com slash preschool, and you can get started with that. So let's walk through what in the world does our bedtime routine look like now? We have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. So what is happening? A few years back when we moved into our home that we're currently in, we realized we needed to equip our children. So I will preface this that I think we were a few years behind because we were in an apartment and just kind of surviving, especially during COVID, and then kind of realized we need to change some things. So I would pinpoint it to when Ellie turned five years old, that was um, a little over three years ago. That's when we started a lot of these changes. So five years old, I really started to equip her with how to take a shower, how to wash your hair. I believe you could start this a little younger than that. It's just personally with COVID and with being in an apartment, like we didn't really do that until about five. So five years old is when we started equipping our girls with how to take a shower, how to wash your hair. I would even venture to say for my youngest Hattie, I bet we started doing it at four years old. Cause you know, the second kid, you're like, all right, we got this beautiful system. You just jump on in there. So four to five years old is kind of when we started this, you're going to take a shower independently. But something I realized Duh, Becca. I had to teach them how to take a shower, how to wash their hair. And sometimes I still have to remind them at ages six and eight, how to take a shower, but you know, that's kid life. So 
literally I had to show them this is how you turn on the faucet. This is how you turn the shower head on. The biggest challenge in all of this was how much shampoo that you should put in your hair and then what this will be like when you rinse it out. So literally you're going to have to have a shower 101 school with your child on this is how you put this much shampoo. We we talk about like a quarter sized. I'm sure we could get away with something different, but that's what we say. We say a quarter size. We practice what that is. It's just like a little bit in your palm, a quarter size amount of shampoo, and then you scrub it all over your hair. But let me just take you even further than that. I realized that when I taught them how to do this, it was creating a rat's nest in their hair. You know, they got out of the shower and it was like, wait, what is happening with your hair? This is crazy. So then I had to talk about, okay, take your hands and it's kind of like you're itching your head all over itch, 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 itch. So this has evolved, but this shower concept is so great because yeah, you don't have to continue to sit there with them and bathe them until they're 10 years old. They can do a lot of this on their own, but you do have to teach them. So we literally had to teach them how to take a shower. The next step is getting out of the shower, drying your body off, and then brushing your teeth. We do all of this in the bathroom, of course. So I had to teach them, okay, grab your towel, wrap your body up in your towel, and then you're going to dry yourself from head to toe. We've gone through phases where we will remind the girls to go get your robe and put your robe on and then brush your teeth, but it doesn't matter. A robe or just wrapping their bodies in the towel and then brush your teeth. This is the one I've learned from our dentist that you want to make sure you are definitely going back and checking out their mouth. So yes, my girls are eight and six right now. And I still will make sure like, especially if we had candy after dinner, like, okay, let's make sure you really got it out of your teeth. So brushing teeth. And then personally, we keep their panties in the bathroom. So as soon as they're done, we say, okay, grab your panties and then go to your room. And um, that helps just kind of streamline the process. They have their own little buckets of their underwear and that's where they grab them and then go to their room. Um, we're also working on, this is the work in progress, putting your own lotion on. <laughs> um, I don't need to get my hands all lotioned up here. You can get your own lotion. So I actually gave them little bathroom sets. They have their own toothbrush holder, their own toothpaste, and their own lotion pumps that I just get from Costco. So we have one big pack and everybody has Cetaphil and you just pump it on your hand and put it all over your body. Um, they think it is hilarious to put it all over their face and make like crazy eyebrows. And it's like, fine, you're moisturizing. And I'm trying to instill in them now, like, Hey, you need to take care of your skin because you just get one skin your whole life. So let's take care of it. So then they go do their jammies and this is where things change. They do their jammies. All of this sounds normal, right? Bath or shower. And then you do your teeth and they get your jammies on, but here's where it changes for big kids. So a while ago, I don't even remember when, but we started to call this evening time star time. So currently Hattie goes to bed at seven 30. Ellie goes to bed at eight 30. I'll talk about how we manage that in a minute, but we allow them to have about 15 to 30 minutes. Sometimes Ellie has more cause she loves to read, but we allow them to have what's called star time. We call it this because they have these lamps from target that you can, um, turn a switch on and like light uh, stars light up. And so we call it star time. And this is their time to just kind of like wind down and do something quiet. Um, for Hattie right now, this is playing with her leapfrog reader for Ellie. That girl is devouring chapter books. So she reads during this time. And this is, this is all for them. We say, okay, it's star time. And we, you know, turn their stars on, we turn some lights on in the room and then we close the door. 
they can choose if they want to have their Zenimal playing while they're doing that, or if they want their sound off, it's totally up to them. But then we will come back when it's about 10 minutes until their lights out time. So someone actually asked in on Instagram, they said like, okay, if you're not doing bedtime anymore, when do you have that connection time? Like, do you tuck them in? What do you do? And I love that question because yes, you still get to have that connection time. So for both of the girls, uh, we'll come in, I'd say for Hattie, since she's not reading a hundred percent by herself right now, we come in and we read a book to her one or two books. And then I have three, sometimes she makes me sing four, but I have like a whole litany of songs that I have to sing to her. And I get in her bed and I snuggle her and rub her face and hug her. And we do snuggles and kisses and I sing her songs and that's our connection time. And then Chad will come in, say goodnight. The dog will come in and say goodnight and then lights out at seven 30. For Ellie, she likes to have talk time. So she's reading all by herself and um, just devouring chapter books right now, like I said. And so I'll come in 10 minutes before lights out and we'll have talk time. And this is her time to tell me anything and everything she can think of that day. Um, Oftentimes I will ask question prompts like, hey, what's something today that made you excited? What's something that you discovered today? I try to ask open-ended questions. Um, I have learned the hard way that this is the best way to ask instead of how was your day asking particular emotion driven questions. Both of the girls love this. So that's fun. So our connection time is 10 minutes before lights out. And then that's it. We say goodnight. Um, they, they turn their Zenimal on. And if you haven't heard me talk about the Zenimal, it's wonderful for children who just like have a hard time shutting their brain off and they have big thoughts, um, from the day or just big thoughts about life. And, um, for children, it's a guided meditation. Um, I've actually met and become friends with the owner, Anna, and she is wonderful and it's her voice. She's so gifted at just different characters and so good. So anyways, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, so they listen to their Zenimal and they fall asleep and that's it. Uh, they fall asleep within 10 minutes and they're out for 11 to 12 hours. So that's our bedtime routine. Um, it's wild because this is like a lot of the times I I'm not facilitating any of this. They take their own shower. They brush their own teeth. Now it doesn't mean I can just check out and I'm downstairs having a glass of wine. Um, this is the time where like I'm sitting upstairs, so I'm present and yeah, I've got to kind of prompt them and remind them like what they need to do. And personally I need to do a better job of like, okay, let's get our charts back out because we sometimes slack. Um, like everybody, you sometimes go through lulls where you're like, Oh wait, yeah, we got to bring those tools back in. So Personally, we're in a season where I know I need to get our bedtime routine chart back in action. So that's our current bedtime routine with our girls. I'm going to walk through the questions that have come up on Instagram because um, they're so good. And I think this will give you insight to what does change as your child grows. Hey, just pausing real quick. Did you know that you can actually get a copy of our bedtime routine chart for free? We have this ready for you. Scroll down into the show notes so you can get the entire bedtime routine checklist to use tonight. You can have your child color it in. You can write their name on it. And this is a guided checklist that we've used. One of our families is an incredibly gifted illustrator. And so we asked her to design this for us. And I just love it so much. So you can grab that below in the show notes or head to littlezsleep.com slash bedtime dash checklist that is waiting for you and you can use it tonight. Okay. So I have my husband, Chad here to walk through some of the Instagram questions so we can do it together. Hello. Okay. So first question is reading time. Is there a time limit for children at nighttime when they want to read? Yeah. So for our kids, uh, our younger Hattie, um, we have been having pretty full days during the day. And so 
we have realized pretty recently that we need to read with her probably more throughout the day. Uh, because once we hit bedtime routine, it it's pretty much like, let's just get through a book and let's go. Um, but for Ellie, uh, she goes to bed a whole hour after Hattie. Um, and so we normally just send her off to her room and just for her, the girl loves to read. She's into chapter books. And so it could be an hour of read time and then we put her to sleep and then we catch her, we catch her at night still reading. So for her, it, she, she gets a pretty good hour. Yeah. And the whole limit thing is, you know, we thought, oh gosh, you know, she's in her room for an hour sometimes by herself, but she actually loves it. Like, I guess I thought that, I guess I would personally not enjoy that. Um, because I'm a people person and like, I want to, I want to sit with everybody, but she actually has, this is a little addition. If you know, your, your big kid does have an hour's worth of reading time. We have started to give her the option like, Hey, do you want to read in your room or do you want to come out to the couch and read? And she will choose like which one she wants. And it changes per night. But, um, we also find her, we say goodnight and we find her reading after that. And that happened pretty recently. Yeah. And the funny thing was with, uh, with Ellie, a lot of times we'll, we'll tell Hattie goodnight and Ellie will just want to come sit out kind of in our, um, our main room together with us. And we're like, Ellie, you have to be really quiet because uh, I told her this the other night. I was like, Ellie, you have to be really quiet because your sister, uh, we, we don't want her to hear that you're, you're awake. And she looks at me, she goes, dad, Hattie knows that I stay up an hour later than her and she's okay with it. And, and it's funny because it, when we first started doing like bedtime's an hour apart from each other. I, I thought that one kid would be jealous and, and there was a little bit of jealousy kind of early on, but now Hattie's just like, see you fam, I'm out. And it's great. Yeah, it definitely is a big difference. And that is our reminder to ourselves that we need to, we constantly, we don't have anything perfect for sure, but we need to do a better job with Hattie, but trying to get her as an emerging reader to read to us at the very last thing of the day, it doesn't go over very well. Okay. So next question. Yeah. Next question is for you, Becca. What to do when the big kids wake up. Okay. So when your child wakes up and I'm saying big kid, uh, we established this like elementary, maybe later preschool years, they might wake up in the middle of the night. And this happens like, I don't even know. I'm looking at Chad, like once every six months, like it doesn't happen very often for us. Um, but the beauty of what we experience is that I know they're just going to go back to sleep. I know I don't have to like do a whole lot of circus tricks to get them to fall back to sleep. So let's cover a few different areas. First of all, what if they can't go to sleep and they get out of their room? So this happens with Ellie every now and then she will tiptoe down the stairs. And I think I told Chad this last night, it's like, she knows, I think she obviously is smart enough. She knows that like, that's my movie and wine time. And so she'll come down. And last night she tiptoed down the stairs at eight 45 and I'm watching a Hallmark movie. And it, it actually kind of took me a few minutes to be like, Oh, Ellie, hi. Um, but all I have to do is just say like, okay, I love you. Give you a hug, give you a kiss, go back to bed and she'll go upstairs and she'll go to bed. So definitely, um, that's the beauty of it is that you can, when you have those expectations that they know how to sleep independently, you can just say good night and they go off to bed. But if they wake up in the middle of the night for our girls who they do not need anyone's help to fall back to sleep, especially if it's like a nightmare or something, we'll go in, we'll turn the light on, we'll sit up with them. We'll give them a hug. We'll see if they need a sip of water. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Kind of like just shake them out and then let them go back to sleep, say goodnight, give them a kiss and go back to bed. And it lasts maybe like two to three minutes. So if your child knows how to sleep independently, they're not depending on you or an iPad or a show to put them to sleep. It literally is as simple as like, Oh, Hey, give them a hug, give them a kiss, console them, and then tell them to go back to sleep. Um, it really is that simple. 
So I, I wish that and desire that for everyone. And if it's not like that, if you're like, no, I have to turn the show back on. I have to lay with them and rub them, um, their back, back to sleep every single night. Then you definitely could use our preschool program and that will help. Okay. Next question. Do you tuck them in and how do you get connection time? So I covered this like ever so slightly in the, in the intro of this, but people were genuinely curious, like, wait, if you don't do the bedtime with them, like that's my connection time with my baby. Like when do you connect with your child? If you're no longer bathing them and doing that whole bedtime routine with them. Yeah, well, first let me say, I am glad that I don't have to sit in the bathroom and help them bathe or watch them shower anymore. Uh, thankfully, they are a lot uh, a lot more self-sufficient in that regard. And so I'm happily like, go take a shower. <laughs> Set the timer. We got a little timer. Just go take your shower. Um, but the the thing for us, and I know this is just kind of like our, our lived experience, but we spend a whole lot of extra time with those girls during the day, probably more so than maybe other people have the opportunity to do because we work from home, we live from home, everything like that. And so our our daily rhythm is we go pick the girls up from school. And then I know for me, particularly like in uh, in Becca, you definitely try to we, we try to tag in and out, but we get a the rest of the day with those girls. And so as they've gotten older, um, we we don't really need to lean on that bedtime uh, time for connection time. They're hopefully our, our thought is their bucket is completely full. Um, but we do every single night take the opportunity to go into their room um, to, to just make sure that they're set up to sleep well, right? To just say goodnight, to talk with them um, if they have any questions about their day or if they just want to talk. Uh, they'll talk forever, right? Um, and so for Hattie, the younger, uh, we know for a fact that if we shortchange that time with her, it is not going to go well. And so we intentionally try to sit down and at least read a book with her or at least have a conversation with her um, and just spend some quality time with her. And, it, and I'm talking like maybe three to five minutes and that's it. And that's all she needs. Uh, for Ellie, uh, the older one, uh, we basically just send her off to a room. And for me, I, I simply just give her a hug say goodnight, things like that. And that's the about extent to what I do now she for bedtime. Time. Right. She's not as quality time, but she also, she's just kind of like, dad, I'm reading a book. Go on. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's about. Yeah. I mean, it definitely depends on the, I would say, yeah, the love language of your child. Hattie is all about quality time. She wants to do everything with you. So yesterday was a great example. I had some plants to plant and she was right up beside me. Hey mom, how can I help? What can I do? Um, when Chad's cleaning the kitchen, Hey dad, what can I do? What can I help? And Ellie is just off on her own world, but she likes to connect in other ways. And so it does depend, I think on what your child desires best. Yeah. So, so last question, uh, for you, Becca is what age do kids need less than 11 to 12 hours of sleep at night? Okay. I love this because through the years I have had families ask like, okay, but how long do I have a seven to seven? And the answer is for many years to come. Um, so right now, again, we have a six and an eight year old. So there is a difference in the amount of sleep needs that they have. And there's a difference even in your child's temperament, even cross-checking the national sleep foundation, sleep recommendations, there are just big outliers. So even for an eight to 10 year old, they could need anywhere between nine to 13 hours of sleep. And that's a big difference, right? For our Ellie, who is eight years old, she really needs about 10 to at most 11 hours of sleep. She has not slept a full 12 hours in a very long time. Whereas Hattie, our six-year-old, she needs 11 to 12 hours of sleep still at six years old. When she started kindergarten, and I did a whole podcast on that um, a few episodes back on all the things you need to know when your child starts kindergarten, school just requires a lot out of these kids. Preschool requires a lot out of these kids. And so 
just because they're older and they're not babies anymore doesn't mean they don't still need that 7 p.m. bedtime. That is a gift for them. So we're actually looking at the elementary age child needs anywhere between an average of nine to 12 hours of sleep per night. But that is going to depend on your child and on their needs. For Hattie, you can tell if she has slept less than 10 hours, she's a monster. And so that is something you're going to have to recognize per child. But there is a difference. At around 12 years old, their actual like circadian rhythm, their internal clock as far as when do they desire to go to bed, that changes. So I am not quite looking forward to that because even right now, gosh, I like really miss those 630 bedtimes a lot. Um, but at around 12 years old, their body is not ready to go to sleep at 830. And so it's going to be more like nine, 930 for them. Now, the trouble with that is that they have to get up early to go to school. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. Um, but all in all to say an elementary age child needs somewhere between nine to 12 hours of sleep per night. And again, that depends on the kid. And even in middle school, they still need nine to 11 hours of sleep. So as adults, the new recommendation is more eight to nine hours of sleep. So I think that that's just something to remind ourselves that just because we go from um, baby to toddler, toddler to preschool, preschool, elementary school, it doesn't mean that they're sleep needs just tank in, in reality, they still need that solid 11 to 12 hours of sleep, maybe on average 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Um, but definitely take stock of your child, just kind of watch their patterns and behaviors when they are getting those um, later nights of sleep or the earlier nights of sleep and recognize which one's better. Okay. I'm so glad we had this chance to talk. Thank you for joining me, Chad. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. So thank you guys so much for all of your great questions on Instagram. Thanks so much for being here today on the Little Z Sleep Podcast. If you're looking for resources to help your family make sleep a thing and finally get the rest that you and your child both deserve, head to littlezsleep.com to find your child's sleep program and also all of our free resources from our YouTube, blog, and podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.